world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. live everybody i hope your coffee is ready because we're gonna get right into the news here in a moment this is morning coffee with andrea and vince we're live with you every monday through friday 8 30 a.m pacific 11 30 a.m eastern to bring you the news and events of the day and our thoughts we're just an average joe and an average jane americans through and through who think it's important to be informed and we um, want to share our thoughts and opinions on all the things unfolding in our world. Of course, this show is followed by The Daily Dose every night, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday, where Joshua Reed goes into his into his in-depth analysis of the unfolding global conspiracy, plugs all this stuff together, and explains exactly what's going on in his mind. So tune into that every Monday through Thursday. Uh, of course, Fridays and Saturdays, we have our fringy shows, as well as Sundays, with True Spiracy, hosted by Mick and V. Lynn. So, you guys could have a show every single day of the week, stay entertained, and also stay in, in stay informed. So, thank you guys for joining us. Welcome, Red Pill family. It's good to see you all. Of course, I'm joined by my wonderful partner in truth, Andrea Kreft. Andrea, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good this morning. You know, we've uh, made it over hump day. We're into oh, downward yeah. slide to the weekend. Woo! Tomorrow we have my favorite day of the week, which is Friday. Our Friday funnies. It's episode. Friday Eve. Friday Eve, baby. And our, you know, the uh, belligerent occupation of the White House and their um, clown show of an administration has 
lots of funny stuff out there for us to share this week. Oh, yeah. They've we made lots of gaffes and made fools of themselves and all of us. So we're going to take time and we're going to laugh about all that stuff, even though it's funny, not funny. We're still going to laugh about it because you got to laugh about it, right? You, have you can't to. just be serious all the time. Uh. You know, if I used to have this little sign and it says, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do either, look out. <laughs> so... I was like, yeah, it's pretty much true. <laughs> That's a good one. I agree. And, you know, despite the possible futures ahead of us and how grim things can be, we can't just dwell and give up. Hell no. We got to fight till the end and we got to live our lives the best we can as we do it. So there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of a good time. That's why on Fridays we have our Friday funnies. Yep. And go through the funny stuff and have a little lighthearted day and get into the weekend and kind of unwind because we can't lose sight on the things that matter the most in life. Right. Yeah. That's what they want. Exactly. And you know, honestly, there's stuff that's happening that is completely beyond any of our control. And so why dwell and focus on the stuff that we don't have any control over? We should be focusing our energy and our attention on things that we can control and things that we can change and um, not worry about the rest of it. You know, whatever unfolds is going to unfold. There's Mm -hmm. nothing that, you know, uh, to go back to one of everybody's favorite sayings, nothing can stop what is coming. That means not you, not me, not any of us. Nobody, nobody. It's going to happen whether we want it to or not, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. And I think we have an idea of what's going to happen and what we can't stop. We're going to talk about that here in a minute and um oh shoot what was i gonna say uh oh i want to go through real quick we do have the battle of the streams that we do while we stream josh usually does the battle of the streams he announces a winner but we have you know we accept donations during our show as well and we'll uh give you shout outs as we go but i wanted to give shout outs to the top contributors um for this month for all streams uh daily dose and morning coffee and fringe over there on d live because you guys are so supportive i just want to give a shout out me brenda is number one thank you so much me brenda your support yeah is uh very much appreciated uh number two is nathaniel uh i don't have my nathaniel barbershop (laughs) i don't have my nathaniel barbershop hat on today but nate barber lines matter you're number two thank you so much dude we appreciate your support over the years And number three is Deselt. Thank you so much, Deselt. You guys, without your support, this kind of stuff could not continue. And, you know, we don't have support from Big Pharma. We don't have support from these big companies that are corrupt and crooked. We don't want their support anyway. We want we would have it this way anyway. And, you know, we're not flowing in money and buying new cars and Rolexes, <laughs> but we get by and we're happy. And we appreciate all of your support. Um and just a few more here. Meow Meow Time, Patriotic Pisces, JCMC, Jenica, RPG, Nugget, and DNAAF Vet. Thank you so much, all of you guys. You are the top contributors for this month, and we really do appreciate you. And if you were not mentioned and you're donating through um, our Give, Send, Go at redpills.tv go, or you've just been a part of the Red Pill Project's social media platform where you could sign up for... Uh, um, a monthly contribution of $5 or upwards. We appreciate all of you so much as well. You guys rock. If you want to join our community, please join socialredpill.com. It's free to join. You could also participate in a monthly package 
for additional benefits, but it's free to join. It's a social network. All these like-minded people are there and also unlike-minded people. There's all kinds of walks of life. So you're welcome there. We'd love to see you come check it out. Socialredpill.com. And we want to thank you guys. We can't thank you enough. So, um, anything else we need to get out of the way? Anything? What's going on? How you doing? What's up? Are we ready to jump into it? Same old, same old. Yeah, I'm ready to jump into it. Let's get finance uh, out of the way because we all know that that's everybody's not favorite subject. So, you know, I feel attacked because I quite like it. I kind of do too. I find it <laughs> fascinating because, in a way, it kind of sits up there at the top of what makes all of this stuff go around. So, a lot of these yeah. wars that you see and stuff are um, affect the economy. Oh, yeah. And governments all over the world have used wars for ages to um, boost their economies. As sick as it is, yeah, you know, death and destruction, there's the a lot of money of being made in it. Yeah, so, and, you know, and, it kind of spreads out. And when we talk about nothing can stop what's coming, when you put this in a financial framework, mm-hmm. what do you think of? I think of the impending I think of the hyper, yep, hyper that's inflation. exactly what I think. Yep, hyperinflation, that bubble, that housing bubble, that inflation bubble that has been growing and ever expanding. I mean, our failed system is set up to collapse, you guys. Nothing can stop what's coming when it comes to the financial (laughs) markets, I swear. Exactly. Promise. Mark my words. Yep. And you know, the, the thing about it is, is that our financial system has been weaponized against us as well. They've absolutely done that. I mean, we have taxes, taxation without representation at this point. Um, they're just stealing our money. They're sending it all overseas. They're laundering it through Ukraine. We, we know this, and they're they're you know hiring more IRS agents to come after conservative middle class Americans to steal even more of our wealth. And so our government and our financial system and everything and our food system, our infrastructure, everything has been weaponized. And so, you know, financial, it it is important to go over the finances and the economics and stuff like that. Um, Because when this stuff collapses, our livelihoods all depend on it. You know, look at how many people lost their jobs in 2008. You look at the Great Depression and look at how many people were unemployed and barely able to make ends meet. And, you know, but there's beauty among the ashes, right? Yeah, you look back to the Great Depression. The phoenix rises from the ashes. When banks had stolen everybody's homes and were foreclosing on everybody's homes because nobody could make their mortgage payments, and they were auctioning them off. And so neighbors got together, communities of people got together, just regular, everyday, normal citizens like you and I got together, and they would auction this off, and they would drive the prices of these houses down, and the community would come together, and they would buy somebody's house from the bank for a dollar, and then they would give it back to them. And that's how communities came together, and that's how a lot of people beat the system back then. And there's no reason why they can't do that now. And they chased people out of town that were there to, you know, spend hundreds of dollars on the house or thousands of dollars on a house, they chased them out of town. They uh, they just undercut the banks and said, no, you're not going to steal our wealth. We are at a point where, you know, we may hmm. want to consider doing something like that again. Hmm. So important. This is why history is so important. And understanding history is important and realizing that oh. you don't have to get violent. 
Yeah, history is important. And I was uh, thinking about doing a new segment, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I guess we'll just air it out in public. Yeah. Um, what do you think about um, doing a centennial moment in time where we look back a year to the day at history and see what happened on that day 100 years ago? We could do that. I think That'd that, be interesting. I think it would be kind of fun. I think I love history, so I'm totally on board with it. <laughs> so I'm one of those that I'm a history buff. I soak up anything when it comes to now we'd have to look for. I would say let's not put a time frame on how far back we go, because okay. um, sometimes you run into a day that's just an average ho-hum day and there was nothing, nothing there. So. I'd say let's take a look back in history, find out what some of the interesting things are, and then talk about that. You know, and if there's something that really happened interesting that happened a year ago, we go with that. If there's something really interesting that happened 500 years ago, we go with that. Okay. Just whatever it is. Maybe just a moment in time then. Yeah, just a moment in time. Okay. So, yeah, everybody well, seems to we'll... like that idea. So I think it's brilliant. And then we'll just have a conversation about that. And... That would be fun. Yeah, because, you know, what a better way to learn about the present or the future by looking at the past. Well, yeah. And especially our fake history. Could, yeah. You know, that's a whole rabbit hole to, to sift through. And I think it would be a nice little segment. So, yeah, let's um, – I'll yeah. start throwing some things together and we could figure out when we throw that in. That'll be fun. All right. Anyway, let's get into the news, everybody. It's September 29th, 2022. We all know where we stand. We woke up this morning in this same disaster that we've been in for quite a while, and we're watching it all unfold. We're going to start with finance, and then we'll go from there. The markets are down today. Honestly, I was thinking about this today. I liked looking at the markets, right? Um, and I'll have to be honest with you guys, though. These indicators here, uh, you know, the S&P 500, the Dow, NASDAQ, this kind of stuff isn't the best indicator, I'll be honest. Oh, hold on, my share. These aren't the best indicators on the performance of the market, okay? They're going to go up, they're going to go down, and that's what we see. Up, down, up, down, up, down, 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 up, down, down, up, down, down, down. But uh, the indicator you want to look at, really, if you want to know the performance of the market, is the debt markets. Yeah. But uh, I'm not an economist kind of guy. We know it's all falling apart. Um, today is blood red, down 2% across the board or more. So I'll be honest, though, the debt market's where it's at. If you get a really good analyst of what's going on here, they're going to be talking about the debt market. I guarantee you. Yeah, because, well, our whole financial system is based on it's a debt based system. It used to be a gold backed system and now it's debt based. Mm -hmm. So they base the market evaluations on how much debt a company holds or how much debt each consumer holds. Mm hmm. And it's astronomical. Like, there's no way that this is stuff that is going to be, you know, being paid off in our great, great, great grandchildren's time. And because the debt is so large. I'm hoping something drastic happens. I was thinking, you know, um, in the perfect world, let's say Donald Trump was president for eight years legitimately. And he was tasked with fixing this shitty situation. What would Donald Trump do to fix the economy if they was given a mission like 
design something that's not going to collapse and screw everybody over. Because talk about disasters. I don't think of World War III and a nuclear war worldwide, which you know is probably unlikely, but a possibility. I don't think of energy crises. I don't think of um, climate change stuff. Obviously, it's a scam. It's right. fake. I think of the entire global market absolutely falling apart and then yeah. and and anarchy ensuing across the world. Talk about impact and how many people will be affected negatively. And I'm talking affected negatively like they die. Yeah. Um, well, exactly. Because when people run out of money, you lose your job, you run out of money. Most people don't know the skills of the past have been lost in right. history. Oh, yeah. And you know, that information wasn't passed on. It, it, at some point, that information stopped being passed on. And it stopped being passed on because people were not interested anymore mm -hmm. because of technology. Somebody made it easier. Somebody made it faster. And they didn't need it. And so that information stopped being shared. And now it's been a lot of it's been lost. There's not, you know, a big a big portion of the world doesn't have the skills necessary to survive without money, without the ability to buy stuff. Yes. And that's really scary. And it's unfortunately where we're at and there's not much that we can do about it, which is why of well, course we're here, right? Is well, to educate people. All we could do is prepare in our own ways ind individually. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Hone your skills. Pick something, mm -hmm. focus on that thing. You don't need to know everything. Maybe you just want to, maybe you like digging in the dirt. Well, master that craft. You know, how do you clone plants? How do you transplant? You know, what is this plant? What is that plant? What is this weed? What are the medicinal properties of this? Just basic survival skills are going to go a long way in a shit hit the fan situation. Uh, God forbid that ever occurs. And plus, it's just a cool thing to know. If nothing ever happens and you're just knowledgeable on this, I want to be your friend and I want to hang out with you and, <laughs> and go for a walk because that's interesting as hell. And there's Great. nothing wrong with that. I think that's a wonderful skill to have. Um, yeah. And that goes for anything. You know, you want to make bow and arrows, learn how to make bows. You're a woodsman and you like uh, crafting with wood and maybe you, uh, yeah, that could be your thing. Whatever it is, you guys, it's uh, all good stuff to know. Metal work. How many people yeah. do you know who know how to work metal? Very, metal very those, few. Right. I mean, that is an art. That's a lost it is art. Really, an art. Yeah. All these, all these guys are retiring, and all these young bucks don't know their, don't know anything. The fundamentals, yeah. the original stuff that you need to know in order to make a gear and make machinery. Right. And all this stuff is a lost art where the only people who are going to know it are these companies that have blueprints and a couple people with educations, you know, and if you have an average Joe in your community who has a shop in his garage and he could build these things, that is extremely valuable and awesome and uh, a lost art. So, you know, think about these things. Yeah, lost and there's arts. a lot of them out there. Oh, I, I was just geeking out watching a video of these Mexican <laughs> guys building hemp rope. Oh, I know. I've seen that. I'm oh like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. Right. And I've actually got some dried hemp plants in my cool. backyard. And it's like, I, I, I may actually try it on. And I was like, have you seen the one where he builds the thing? And he just uses like 16 penny nails and then finishing nails to process this. I'm like, that is so cool. You can make yarn out of it. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I think I'm getting feedback. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, interesting. 
Um, it's so cool. Yeah, I wish I had a rope guy. I don't have a rope guy, and rope is so important. Right? Like, or cord. So become the rope guy. Yeah, be a rope guy. <laughs> Plus hemp. You could process that down and process that down into so many different things. Just amazing. Oh, anyway. Hemp is the most valuable renewable resource we have. And Seriously. it is so undervalued. Yeah. Used to not be, but it is now. Oh man. So many things, you guys. Let's get into it. Businesses warn EU energy energy prices could shut down thousands of firms, according to Insider Paper. Wait, but I thought it wasn't that big of a deal. Aren't they in the same breath saying, like, we don't rely on Russia too much for our energy? Who cares that this pipeline blew up? No, well, businesses are saying that uh, we could have to shut down thousands of firms. High gas and electricity costs pose an imminent threat to thousands of EU firms, and Brussels must act quickly to soften the blow, the Confederation of European Business said Thursday. Quote, the current state of high gas and electricity prices bears the imminent risk of production losses and shutdowns of thousands of European companies. The business lobby wrote in an open letter to the EU chief Ursula von der Leyen, urgently finding ways at EU level to mitigate the impact of crippling energy prices faced by European business is a matter of survival. Literally, this is a matter of survival. I'm not kidding. When these businesses start going under because they just can't afford to operate... That means people lose their jobs, people lose their paychecks, people can't buy food, the government needs to figure out solutions. What are they going to do? Ah, we're socialists now. Ah, we were the whole time. Gotcha. Come stand in our line, slaves. Here's your here's your certificate to buy bread. Yeah. Ugh. And then they're going to, dude, we're going to, people are going to be scrambling. Well, literally, individuals are going to be scrambling, but companies, I mean, uh, Governments are going to be scrambling to help each other figure this out and uh, make ends meet, and uh, it's not good. So this is uh, definitely not a good sign at all. And it starts there, and it, it goes from there. I mean, we're going to see, obviously, Europe facing these things, probably other poor nations, Africa, South America, even Asia, probably, well very populated areas in china india you know this is going to go everywhere and then the states canada of course it's going to be global uh, it's potential potentiality hopefully not but this is just where my mind goes guys i go to the shit it's the fan situation because it's possible and how dark is it going to get how dark right. is it going to get we don't know how dark it's going to get but i think it's going to get darker even if we started turning things around right now shit is being perpetuated in a direction that's going to be tough to turn around from yeah it really is so and you know we're going to need a really strong person to lead us out of that you know i'm not going to even try to pretend on who that could be i know everybody's rooting for donald trump but let's face it donald trump is getting up there in age and how much time do, do we really have left with him to do this. And and honestly, somebody's going to have to take his place after this happens. Yeah, right. You know, he we we're not our system isn't set up to be a dictatorship or a monarchy. Right. And so, even if we get Donald Trump back, at some point we're going to need somebody else and we're yeah. that's going to have to carry that torch. Yeah, how and we're going to need he's in his late 70s, I think. Okay. Yeah, so I could be wrong, but I want to say like 78, 70, somewhere along in there. Yeah. Not as old as Biden. 
<laughs> you know, and maybe he's around long enough, you know, to, to do this. But um, at some point, we're going to need somebody to carry that torch and somebody to lead us out of this. Now, that doesn't mean that we need a leader because our system wasn't built on leaders. Well, they're representatives. Single. Yeah. OK, I see what you're saying. We need, so we need what we really need, despite who's at the top or bottom of the system. Um, the foundation is the most important and communities and the individual. So if we're strong individually, then we don't have to worry about any representative. Anything will work there. Right. Technically, in theory. Yeah. Yep. And I um, guess Trump is 76 just for I was 76. Close. See? So, yeah, we could get a we could get a couple decades out of Trump easily. Uh, I hope yeah. he lives well into his 90s, hundreds even oh, would sure. be great. Um, I think it's very possible too. So, but you're right. Looking at the long term, this is just a blip in time, man. So, yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, do you want to look at this next article? Sure. It's kind of interesting. Make sure I'm on the right one here talking about. Kremlin. Oh, yep. Denounces unprecedented U.S. pressure on Turkish banks. So I think you covered this last night where you talked about how the Turkish banks uh, were pulling away from Russian banks. So maybe did, or maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. The Kremlin criticized Washington Wednesday for pressuring Turkish banks to stop processing payments to the Russian Mir bank card, dampening booming trade between the countries and Moscow's military offensive in Ukraine. It's clear that banks and economic operators under the strongest possible are under the strongest possible pressure from the United States, and they are threatened with the secondary sanctions on the banking system. And this decision, of course, was made under this unprecedented pressure, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov says. Um so turkey i believe was part of the they were looking at becoming a part of the BRICS nations mm -hmm. they're corrupt and um of course they're part of nato and erdogan orbrin i think who's the president of turkey was against ukraine joining nato and then of course was talked into it and so we've got some of that are not ukraine um Sweden. Sweden and Finland, I believe. Yeah. So we've got some moves there. And I think that I honestly, I just think that it boils down to him being a really weak leader and him being pulled in whatever direction by whatever stronger leader is yeah. pulling him. Yeah. Whether it be and, blackmail or whatever, it's obviously a corrupt system and they don't have the balls yeah. to break loose. No, I just, I think that he's probably easily influenced and the globalists are coming at him going, Oh, come with us. And or they're blackmailing and maybe Russia's doing the same thing. I, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. there's definitely a battle. And I think that you've got some of these countries like Turkey that are kind of stuck in the middle. Okay. So yeah. I really think that that's kind of what we're seeing with this. Me too. All right. Last but not least. Why are this is weird? The F FDIC chair resigns after warning Democrats launched launching a hostile takeover. Ah. That doesn't surprise me at all. This is really interesting. I'm not going to read the whole article, but um, 
FDIC Chairman Jelena McWilliams announced her resignation Friday in an open letter addressed to Biden. Uh, she's going to be out um, 2020, effective February 4th, yep. 2023. Um, at the end, she says, uh, of the 20 chairmen who preceded me at the FDIC, nine faced a majority of the board members from the opposing party, including Mr. Gruenberg as a chairman under President Trump until I replaced him as chairman in 2018. Never before has a majority of the board attempted to circumvent the chairman to pursue their own agenda. This conflict isn't about bank mergers. If it were, board members would have been willing to work with me and the FDIC staff rather than attempt a hostile takeover of the FDIC internal processes, staff, and board agenda. So she just came out and said, this is corrupt. I'm out of here. You guys are, yeah, are doing a hostile takeover. You know, and we need more people like this that are willing to see. And we're starting to see some of that, you know, with FBI whistleblowers coming forward. And now her, we've seen some other officials coming forward, too, that are speaking out against this corrupt, tyrannical regime. Yeah. And we need for that ball to keep rolling and for these people to keep doing this because it's going to be an important part of taking back our country and taking back our freedoms. Yeah. I'm not going to get involved. No. In any bullshit corruptness, I would say no. the same thing. I'm out of here. You guys are all corrupt. F you, F you, F you. Yeah. You can't be involved with this nonsense, you guys. Um, yeah. It's just, come on. Integrity uh, is important. And, you know, if you don't have any integrity, then, you know, what do you have? A puppet master. Yeah, which is what we've got a whole Congress full of people. Yeah. So let's get into the rest of the news. Let's get out of this financial hole we found ourselves in. All right. We've got Pennsylvania Governor, GOP Governor candidate Doug Mastriano releases excellent and emotional campaign video. Uh, did you want to just run that? And uh, I don't want to run it. everybody or no? I did want to run it, but I'm not going to run it. I'll post it in the app for real this time after the show. It's really great. If you guys want to watch it, it's a few minutes long. Uh, these are the candidates that we need. Yeah. And They're America first candidates and stuff. And this does say Mastriano is more than words like other politicians. Mastriano has consistently backed his words with actions. He recently filed a lawsuit against the January 6th committee. So he's actually standing up for people, and that's uh, definitely a good thing. Yeah, so he tried to issue subpoenas in regards to the 2020 election. Um, he tried to prove he tried to. Uh, he had his staff taken away from him to prevent a forensic audit that he was supporting of. Wow. So, also, yeah. okay. I like your point about seeing what he's done so far. A lot of people just talk, talk, talk. They get in their rhinos. Actions speak louder than words. Anybody could say anything and lie. Exactly. So look at what they've done. Yeah. And well, and that's what we've got as a whole. You know, that's what they've done for years. Politicians yeah. in this country talk, 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 and yeah. never deliver. Totally. And he said, as soon as he's elected. He is going to do X, Y, Z, and it's all wonderful things. He's going to make Pennsylvania greater than it's ever been, and I hope 
that there's just this red wave and that happens across our country and eventually the world is a better place because of it. Um, so you guys make sure you're registered, register to vote because if there is a vote and there's no false flag or craziness that occurs, we're going to be, uh, voting (laughs) for the best candidates This this is important. We need to overwhelmingly vote so make sure you're registered in the case you need to go to the polls which most likely you will be going to the polls and uh casting those ballots or your ballot (laughs) well i mean you do have some separate ballots because sometimes your local issues are on it well no i guess that's usually only during the primaries sorry (laughs) republicans have a ballot democrats have ballots yes Exactly. <laughs> you know, in, in Montana and in different yeah. states are different. Oh. Um, in Montana, you have um, you don't register with a party. Oh. So when you go to vote, you now I don't know what it's like um, going to the polls because I've always done the voting by mail because I came from Oregon. I didn't know that places did actual poll poll voting anymore. So when we moved to Montana, we signed up for mail-in voting because that's what we knew. Mm -hmm. Like it's been that way my whole voting career. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just recently found out, well, I take that back. It's been about a year, two, three, that um, you have poll voting still. Yeah. And so I changed my registration status to vote in person. Nice. And they, they sent me letter after letter. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yes, I'm sure I want to do this. They don't like so. that. It's hard to cheat. <laughs> exactly. So I will. I don't know how it, it's going, but I do know that when you get the mail-in voting, uh, because you don't register with the party, they send you all of them. Okay. And then you just fill out the one that you want and send it all in. Because you're not actually registered with the party. So you get a Republican one, a Democrat one, an independent one, whatever parties they have. Interesting. And then you fill out the one you want and send it in. Okay. So what else What else we got? You know, there's one interesting one in here that I put it in, and um, it's regarding Florida. Okay. And their, their use of words was interesting to me because it says 500-year flooding. Governor yeah. Ron DeSantis delivers update as Hurricane Ian is downgraded to a tropical storm. The 500-year flooding is interesting to me because, as everybody, you know, that watches this show knows, Montana was under flooding this spring. Yeah. Um, or everything. And they were calling it a 500-year flood here mm. as well, which I found really interesting. I don't believe and, in dinks. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidences. And I saw this this morning. I was like, whoa, that's not the first time I've heard that this year. And so oh. it makes you, it does make things that make you go, hmm, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there has been terrible, terrible flooding. Um, there's, I think, over 2 million people without power in Florida. Yeah. Um, this hurricane has just wreaked havoc on the state of Florida. Um, it is going to be, from everything that I've seen, a really really tough rebuild on this. Yeah. So, I read a headline that said they're going to have to actually basically rebuild infrastructure, rebuild their electrical infrastructure. Yeah. And it's going to be a matter of weeks. I think DeSantis said that it's going to be weeks. And yeah. uh, well, this is, these are the moments where 
people, good people come together. So you guys will get through it. And yeah. uh, we, our hearts are out there with anybody out there that's dealing with the winds and the flooding and the surge and all that. So, yeah. And, you know, my guess is that there'll be FEMA funds and stuff available. I sure hope so. You know, it was interesting, though. And I will say this for whatever it's worth. Um, when Montana went through all this flooding this yes. last spring, we had roads that were washed out, bridges that were washed out, um, communities that were decimated. And there was a, millions of dollars worth of damage. Mm-hmm. FEMA has denied almost all of it. That's um, People have lost their homes that should have qualified for FEMA funds. And because of the red tape and stuff that they've now put into a lot of that stuff, people aren't getting those funds. And it makes me wonder if it's because Montana is typically a red state. Probably. And because our, our attorney general is, of course, fighting the federal government and our you know, state legislature has put conservative laws in place to protect its citizens from a tyrannical federal government. Yeah. And you know, I have to wonder how much that stuff has been politicized and weaponized against us as well. Because from what I can gather, very few people have actually gotten FEMA funds. In fact, um, for our ridges and bridges and our roads that had to be rebuilt, yes. they were like, sorry for your luck. You don't qualify. You know, so what? the state had to fund that itself. They're so corrupt. And this is our money. This is their money. People who lost their houses have been paying into this their whole life. And Oh, sorry. Fuck you. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, you know, the details. Sorry. What can we do? No, we all pay our taxes. We all are involved with our communities for this exact reason. There should be plenty of money for us to come together and fix this shit. No questions asked. Here we go. Don't worry. Yeah. That's what community is about, right? No, not when you get a corrupt belligerent occupation in your country. Sorry. So So it'll be interesting to see if Florida suffers kind of the same thing that Montana went through. Wow, I hope not. As far as the politicization, politicization. Which is already happening. They're shitting all over DeSantis. Why aren't you doing anything? Oh, Oh my God. Well, they want to charge him for human trafficking, for taking those people, taking those illegals to Martha's Vineyard. You know, so if you're going to do stuff like that, it has to, it leads to the question of what else are they willing to do? What are, what other things are they willing to push and this is just another yeah another something that they can use against conservatives <laughs> yeah it is let's switch let's switch gears yeah. i'm not laughing at that i'm laughing at this oh this is funny oops it's not friday yet but this is funny what's happening here oh god Andrea. oh i got yeah that's right there yeah Will you explain? (laughs) NBC reporter puts a condom on her microphone during Hurricane Ian. Yes, you read that right. (laughs) NBC reporter Kyla Gaylor is getting teased online for putting a condom on her microphone while covering (laughs) Hurricane Ian. Gaylor addressed the condom mic during the broadcast saying, it is what you think it is. It's a condom. We can't get these mics wet. So we got to do what we got to (laughs) do. He is just getting absolutely roasted. Says Gaylor's colleague Jeff Butera defended the condom use in a Twitter post saying, We practice safe hurricane reporting. <laughs> yes, it's a condom. Nothing better to waterproof a microphone. My Waterman broadcasting colleague at Kayla 
at Kyla Gaylor has been fielding lots of questions. Ha ha. Moment of levity in this nasty storm. Um, and then the other comments on here were just hilarious. It says TMZ went all in on the puns in their reporting. Just to wrap this up, Kyla's getting pounded in the Naples area, just south of where Ian's eye came on shore Wednesday. She and tons of other TV reporters are out of the elements, getting whipped by heavy wind and rain. But a little prophylactic preparation goes a long way. Gibbs responded, this report must have been hard. Yeah, and another one uh, said, coming in live at 7. Oh, no. And then this one, the last one that we have on here, says, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. (laughs) I I saw this yesterday, and I I retweeted it with my own little bit. And I I said uh, something along the lines of, like, hey, Kamala Harris, remember to always put a condom on your microphone, and I tagged her in it. (laughs) I was pretty happy about that one. I saw this this morning, and it really made me (laughs) chuckle. I'm like, I've got to just, you know, whatever, the the hurricane that happened in Florida is no laughing matter. No. And um, But sometimes, you know, you've got to make light of the little stuff, right? And that's funny. Um, obviously I think it's something that happens probably more frequently than we realize. We just, how many people really pay attention to that? Um, can I, 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 this reporting of these storms to me is so barbaric and like rudimentary. Why are reporters still going out into these storms and standing in these 100 miles power winds like, yeah, this is the storm. It's really crazy, as you can see. It's just, to me, that is the stupidest thing ever. And, of course, you get the liars where there's people in the background just walking normal and they're, like, pretending it's all intense. Right. I saw a guy, and I say this because it's very dangerous, and anybody knows not to stand in a windstorm. You know, you want to get to safety and stay in safety yeah. until things clear up and it's beautiful out. This guy gets racked in the leg by a flying branch. Yeah, I saw that. Barely could stand, it's... holding onto yeah. a pole. I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm just like, dude, go home. What are you doing this for? Your measly check with this fake news agency? Holy mackerel. What is wrong with society? I think that's the stupidest thing. Anyway. It is really stupid. And there was a lot of stupid stuff that I saw. Oh, yeah. Um, you know... But people, people like that kind of stuff. It's all about views and all about ratings. And apparently, you know, putting people's lives in danger for that is no big deal. Yeah, I, I made a comment like I saw these Florida Floridians out in the storm surge, um, jumping in the waves, and I commented, I was like, "Tell me you're vaccinated without telling me you're vaccinated," and yeah. started some bullshit online. <laughs> One girl didn't get it. She's like, don't you know anything about Florida, you dummy? Have you ever even been there? Oh, my gosh. You're so stupid. I'm like, I'm not even going to respond to you. No. <laughs> it's like, you it's can, a joke. You can't argue with people like that, it's, right? It's, it's yeah. a joke. <laughs> yeah. you got to feel sad for people like that, though. I, I mean, I do. Yeah, I'm sure just like, is. oh, Probably I feel so lady. sad for you. Because <laughs> your brain doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Confused Kamala Harris praises the Republic of North Korea on a visit to DMZ. Wow. Wow. Yeah, did this you is... know that we have a really strong alliance with North Korea? I had oh no idea. Gosh, I, I didn't know this. I thought Rocket Man was a solo type of guy, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, Kamala Harris, you know, she's really good at 
couple of things. Speaking isn't one of them. <laughs> Definitely not. She's got other talents. <laughs> yeah, so she's taking a page out of Joe Biden's book here and just being a complete idiot. Um, if a week is a long time in politics, 24 hours can seem like an eternity, especially when the White House administration is confused by basic historical facts. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris amply illustrated this Thursday when she ended her four-day trip to Asia with a journey to the demilitarized zone, DMZ, dividing the Korea Peninsula. During the stop, she confused onlooks by asserting the United States has a strong alliance with the Republic of North Korea. You mean, yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> right. Oh, what a no. She is such a terrible vice president. And then she just keeps going. Like I listened to her video, and she just like nothing. Like did you cackle? Like, I like it when she adds the cackle. <laughs> I don't. So it funny. didn't show that part. It was like a fourteen-second oh. clip or something like that. And I'm like, God. Whatever. If I never yeah. see that, I won't be sad. What a disgrace. <sighs> yeah. She's just a wannabe Donald Trump. Donald Trump had a wonderful relationship with Rocket Man. He did. He was actually the only U.S. president in modern history that has crossed the demilitarized zone into North Korea. By and himself. actually met with Kim Jong-un. Yeah, by himself. What a legend. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. And had a, had a perfect had a perfect conversation. Kamala can't do that. They'd probably stab her in the neck. But that's a joke. Is that too much to hope for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> They'd be like, "Yeah, come on, Kamala." I'm sorry, come not on. sorry. <laughs> she would not come back. Come on over. <laughs> Let us show you our palace. <laughs> we heard really great things about you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I never mind. We should just move on before I, you know, completely take this in the wrong direction. All right, we'll wait till Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. My brain is. <laughs> my brain is on fire. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> uh, oh Jesus! Will you please? Uh, oh yeah, I'll this take before. this. I, I'm not prepared for the broadcast. That's all right. Dozens of ex-FBI agents back whistleblower who accused agency of political bias. So messages of support from 30 former FBI agents defend suspended whistleblower Steve Friend, who agreed, who alleged political bias at the agency over its handling of the January 6th Capitol breach probe. Among the former agents expressing support for Friend include a retired deputy assistant director and five former SWAT team members, according to the New York Post. And these SWAT team members say, so it says, friend alleged in declaration made public on September 26th that the FBI has been using heavy-handed tactics with respect to some January 6th breach suspects, citing a case where a SWAT team was used to make an arrest on misdemeanor charges, which he called inappropriate. The whistleblower also accused the agency of violating the Justice Department's guidelines for the FBI's domestic investigations by resorting to atypical procedures in the handling of January 6th probes. So there are people that are coming out now and talking about this, yeah. but they're sending him messages of support. Um, the FBI has said, hey, we've got processes in place to protect whistleblowers and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. He should have been reassigned. So he should, Steve Friend, should still be active duty 
and he is, but he's suspended. He's had his gun and his badge and his credentials and his security clearances all stripped from him when they could have just reassigned him. And they know this. And that's what they were supposed to do. But instead, they've politicized this. And um, we need more whistleblowers to come forward. We do. We absolutely do. The hard part is, is that you really put yourself out there as a target when you do that. Absolutely. And a lot of people are scared. Um, Your moral compass has to be really strong. They ruin your life. They really do in every way. And they don't play clean. All right. They play dirty. So this is a dirty war. And, you know, when you have a family, you have children, you have a wife or husband. It's hard, you know. Yeah. You have um, to look at whether not only what are they going to do to you, but how are they going to destroy your family? Because those are the tactics they use. It really, yeah, they're disgusting, heartless. I mean, look at look at General Flynn. That's, there's a perfect yeah. example right there of how they can ruin your life. Yeah, and he did what he did to protect his grown son and his wife. So this wasn't something that just affected him. This was something that reached into the depths of his family. Yeah. Ruined his life. It did. And And you know what? But is Flynn sitting in a corner crying? No, he's still fighting this war. You know, if everybody did it, it would be over faster than we could imagine. Um, And so these kinds of things, these people are heroes for doing this. And I know, I, I know some of these heroes. Whistleblowers, people that stand up for righteousness at their own expense. Just absolutely wonderful people. So props to anybody doing these things and uh, saying no. No way. And, you know, the other, the messages that he was receiving from these other um, FBI agents were saying things that, you know, that it took courage and bravery and that he's an American hero and stuff so you know it's one of those things where people are really showing start showing their support for him uh, for standing up and doing the right thing and hopefully things like this will encourage others to do the same Absolutely. You know, because if enough of us stand up and collectively say no to this they lose you know heck yeah all we have to do is stand up i'm getting a little bit of feedback that's weird uh what else Got a little bit of world news to go through here. I, again, there's too much news. There is. <laughs> too much news in a day with two shows. How how do we have, like, what? This is an hour. The Daily Dose is an hour and a half, usually. So two and a half hours a day, we can't even cover everything we need to cover. It's How is that? Things are happening. It's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, man. Huh. Anyway, let's get Some into of these the are just headline readers, though. Like this next one is just kind of a headline reader. Marxist New Zealand PM labels internet freedom and free speech a weapon of war in this week's UN speech. There's not much more than that. And I don't disagree with her, honestly. Um, I agree with you, yeah. (laughs) It is a weapon of war. They're they're using it and we're using it. And I think that's, I think, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. And look at what they're doing with how they're destabilizing our communities. What are they utilizing? We have the right to protest. And then they're also doing other things to, to, 
supplement these actions, but they're like, oh, America, we're going to use your greatest strengths against you. And yeah. that's kind of what they're doing. They're using their free speech. They're getting together, you know, Antifa. Remember Antifa in Seattle when they took over all those city blocks and then they thwarted the police and defunded them and all this stuff? Actually, across the U.S. They're using it as a weapon of war. And it is a weapon of war because we could also go out there and say no as well. Right. Well, look at the meme wars, right? Where does and that happen? It happens on the internet. I, I want to say you this, know. though. Don't. Do not get involved in any type of violence, okay? Or these large protests. I don't go to large protests. If I protest, it's me by myself for a short period of time. And then I'm out of there because I don't want to get attacked or I don't yeah, want to be Yeah, I don't ever be go followed. to stuff like that. So, but then yeah. I'm more of an introvert anyway, so. Yeah, these things are dangerous. There's other things we could do. And there are traps and things like this so you know it's probably not a good idea to get involved in these things um stick to the memes and stuff and people are like oh memes are you kidding me memes really oh my gosh really you're gonna have a huge effect with your meme the memes are just a small part of the war they're important a, a lot of people to think people get their information from memes especially now more than ever in history People get their entire idea of the world from memes. I'm not kidding. These people are on their phones. They're on these. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. They're on. That's all they. They talk about th that stuff with their friends in their text groups and whatnot. This has a huge impact on what people know. And if you put information in a meme, you make it funny. People are going to be learning, laughing through memes and not even know and it. Sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is a great way of spreading info. It's kind of like using. Look what they did during war times with the, you remember the Sunday funnies in the yeah. newspaper? How much wartime propaganda was spread using the funnies? People share things that make them laugh, that make them learn, that spread information. You know, um, yeah. You, yeah. you, you sit there and you write these articles that are six, seven pages long. Nobody wants to read those. They want little blurbs of information that are funny that you can get, you can read and move on from. Yeah. That's what they want. That's and that's important. why they're so effective. Uh, here's another headline reader. UN security council to meet over Nord stream leaks on Friday, Sweden. So tomorrow the UN security council is coming together and we'll see what they have to say on the matter. I think we could all assume what's going to come. They're going to point their finger at Russia. Yeah. Russia's point. Russia says that it's the U.S. U.S. says there's no evidence of that. So pick yeah. case closed. Actually, <laughs> as a matter of fact, every piece of evidence points towards Russia. That's what they're saying. Yeah. This next this next article. No evidence. U.S. involved in Nord Stream pipeline attack because Pentagon says so. Yeah, exactly. But Russia says the Nord Stream pipeline leaks were in the U.S. zone. <laughs> so and there's also been a fourth yeah. leak discovered so you know this is just one of those things this is going to lead to some kind of war because russia says that they are going to deal with this yeah. um that there's going to be retaliation for this and then the u.s comes out and says we're going to sanction russia for destroying europe and with you know destroying the pipeline give me a break 
everything's pointing to Russia. I actually want to look at this political article because it's such fake news. Uh, so look, we're pulling up articles from all over, okay? This is Al Jazeera. Russia says Nord Stream pipeline leaks were in U.S. zone, controlled by U.S. intelligence. And then this article you see now is Politico. Everything is pointing to Russia, U.S. EU officials on edge over pipeline explosion. Uh, I don't want to read this whole thing, but there are... Uh, you know what? I'm not prepared to pick out what I wanted to pick out, so I'm not going to go through it. But they're just—they're not pointing to any evidence in this entire article that it's. Oh, well, here's the here's an interesting part that I just stumbled on. It says in a statement Wednesday, the Council of the European Union promised a robust and united response to the incidents, adding that all available information indicates those leaks are the result of a deliberate act. So they don't name any. Their statements are very inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So a robust and united response. That to me is war talk. And I mean, I could be, I could, could be wrong. Um, everything, everyone is assessing the situation and taking it from the angle of if Russia was behind this, why Olga Kakava, deputy director of European energy security of the Atlantic council said in an interview, she added, is this a threat to other infrastructure in Europe? And then what's next? So look, they're basically alluding to, we're going There's to possibly coming. see more terrorist attacks on more infrastructure in Europe. And guess what? It was Russia again. It was Russia. Look, they bombed the first pipeline and we thought this would happen and it did when meanwhile russia's like no it's not us we're gonna investigate this <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh exactly. so i think this indicates false flags in the future more i think that they absolutely do and that was one of the things i wanted to point out i'm glad i saw that yeah exactly no it's great because it does lead you to believe with them saying things like that, they're telling us what's going to happen before they do it, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to be smart enough to see it. They're planting the seed. Yep. That way, when something happens, they're like, oh, my gosh, they totally called this. They said Russia was going to do this, and they did. Well, yeah. And I was thinking, and what if it was Russia, and it just looks like it's Biden because they knew it would look like Biden, all right? Like, think about it. It's possible, right? I'm not going to put that out of the question. Think about Anything it. Anything is possible because we don't know. The evidence yeah, hasn't, know. you know. Um, I I think that that's lower on my list. When I look I at all of the evidence I that I, I have so far, you know, it's very, it's not beyond the realm of pop. And it could even be Russian dissidents that are in Russia that hate their own country. You know, we have them here too in the U S I mean, well, the argument be... against that would be, and this point has been made by officials assessing it is that this is a hard thing for somebody to do. That's not well-funded and have a lot of right. resources. So it's probably a state actor. I, I would assume so. I, I think that we can all agree that this is most likely a government that did yeah. this, yeah. not an individual citizen or a terrorist group. And even likely though... the West. In exactly. some form. Well, you have to look at who who has the most to gain. We yeah. know that the globalists are trying to take down infrastructure. They're trying to change our world with their clean energy, green energy bullshit. Um, we know that they want to stop using fossil fuels. We know that they want to cause chaos and havoc all over the globe because it's the one way that they can get their great reset in place. They need all of this to happen. Um, Russia doesn't want it. Biden Russia said he would do it. Anything. Yeah, Biden said he would do it. The CIA... 
you know, said about Germany that, you know, oh, hey, this is going to happen, you know, just to warn you. Yeah, man. Um, Victoria Newlands um, said that it could happen. Like the level of arrogance that it takes to brag about this stuff and talk about this stuff and then go, no, I didn't do it. That's like my son telling me, if you put cookies in that cookie jar, I'm going to steal them. And then the cookies end up stolen, and I'm like, gee, I think my husband did it. <laughs> yeah, right? Dumb. That's Come on. <laughs> I saw this article. I don't know if this is confirmed or not. This is by um, almayadin.net. U.S. military air- aircraft circled Nord Stream incident site in September. According to them, they said that the U.S. military ha- helicopters habitually and on numerous occasions circled for hours over the site of the Nord Stream pipelines incident near Bornholm Island. Earlier this September, flight radar 24 data showed. So I guess there is data to support this uh, article. See, the evidence just keeps piling up. Yeah, and this is the same location that Russia is over here saying that uh, U.S. military intelligence has control over. So that's weird. Why would they attack an area controlled by U.S. military intelligence? Wouldn't they attack, like, somewhere closer to Russia? Or, like, maybe they could just turn off the pipeline from their end? Oh, wait, they did. So why would they have to bomb it? Um, Yeah. I wonder if Putin will include any of this. So he's supposed to have a speech... That he's going to be doing on Friday, which I'm assuming is going to be shortly, because I can only imagine it's got to be close to Friday there now. Yes. Um, regarding the annexation of those territories yeah. of Ukraine that they're annexing into Russia, I wonder if his speech will have anything to do with the Nord Stream pipeline, or if it, anything mm. will be included in that. I bet he's um, going to lay down a line. He's going to say, "If you do this, I'm going to do that," and these are yeah. now Russian territory. Right, because they've already, the United States and Europe has already come out and said that they're not going to recognize those regions as Russian, even though they're being annexed into Russia. They're only going to see them as Ukrainian and that they're going to, of course, they've threatened more sanctions, which they're planning on rolling out, um, which is only going to hurt us even more. Yeah, more sanctions. I, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, Putin says about all of this. The EU said, there's an article here that says the EU is set to make Russia pay a grievous price for annexation of Ukrainian regions. So the rhetoric is yeah, they're um, try to scary. But all of this, in, in my opinion, leads to one outcome, unless something drastic happens to stop it and then you've got north korea conducting ballistic missile launches and yeah third and five days wow and a lot of this was centered around kamala harris being there so Mm -hmm. you know i think she thought they were shooting something else at her but yeah she tried to catch it in her mouth (laughs) 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 terrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's like oh <laughs> i'm not gonna go there not gonna embarrass myself okay. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, tomorrow yeah tomorrow is all out this is ridiculous paraguay calls for taiwan to invest a billion dollars into them in order to remain allies can you believe that? So I tweeted out, I was like, hey, Taiwan, I'll be your ally for just three easy payments of a million dollars. 
bargain. Right? That's, way, that's a better savings. <laughs> this is God. sick. This is bribery, and uh, these are the it games is. that countries are playing, I guess. Um, God. It's all about money. They just want money. Hey, give us money. We'll play any globalist game you want. Otherwise, we're just going to do something else. <laughs> this is crazy, man. Uh, hundreds, yeah. hundreds. This is kind of unrelated, but... Um, Hundreds of staff at BBC World Service will lose their jobs as part of a cost-cutting program and move to digital platforms. Cost-cutting program. They're hemorrhaging money because the BBC, as we all know, is fake news. Uh, at least whenever yeah. I read it, it mostly State is. State-run TV is what it is. Yeah, propaganda baloney. And, you know, we're seeing small things happen that are really starting to show the cracks in our economy and the uh, devastation that is about to hit us with the collapse. Yeah. But A lot of people look at, of course, this all hit conservatives first. We all had to suffer first. How many of us lost our jobs at the beginning of the scandemic because we didn't want to wear masks and all that dumb stuff? So many people. It's And now it's getting worse. Hopefully more yep. people wake up to the fact. I think a lot of people are awake, but this is when it hits their pocketbooks, when it starts turning to money, people start wanting to vote all of a sudden. It's, it's amazing. I know, right? It's amazing how that happens. But we do have one more story. It's a Swedish study that Pfizer COVID-9 vaccine alters the DNA within six hours. Yeah, COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine alters your DNA within six hours. What? I thought and that was course, a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it was a conspiracy theory. It doesn't alter your DNA at all. That doesn't happen. Right. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, so it says the study findings revealed that the mRNA vaccine is able to enter the human liver cell in HUH7 with the shots mRNA transcribing into human DNA a mere six hours after exposure. Their in vitro study done on human liver cells was the first one of its kind. Not so good. there's more and more information coming out, and, you know. That changes your frequency. Your your antenna, your antenna. You know something we haven't talked about in a, in a really long time too, and this yeah. is a more in depth conversation for another day. But sure. do you remember some of the executive orders and the stuff that came out about transhumanism and human rights? Oh shoot! I'll have to. And here's something to think about: if this alters your DNA, you're no longer considered human. Right. And no longer subject to human rights laws. Oh my gosh. They could maybe go that route of we own you. I, they Literally. absolutely we and people exactly. You have because there was a big study that came out that said that if your DNA is altered in any form, they can you are not you're considered transhuman. Mm -hmm. Not human. And anybody who is, and we talked about this, I know, probably a year and a half or two years ago. Yeah. Um, but this is something that's really scary. So we could have, you know, everybody's talking about human rights abuses and all of these things and the Nuremberg trials and stuff like that. Well, maybe they just found their fix for all of this because, oh, guess what? There was no human rights abuses because none of these people are human. Oh my god. Anymore. 
And it's almost like we need a transhuman blood bank, transhuman blood bank, and a normal human blood bank, and all this stuff. And yep. so maybe maybe uh, those of us who are vaccinated or unvaccinated, excuse me, unvaccinated, um, are still human enough, and we still have our human rights, and they can't do this stuff to us maybe. because maybe. we still fall under the category of human. I wonder if it's this is reversible. I hope so. This time will tell. I I don't know. I mean, I know. so they have CRISPR technology. Yeah. Maybe you can go in and cut that bad DNA out. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. <laughs> what if they're like, we have <laughs> Pfizer comes out with something. We have the solution to our mistakes. Just take this. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just sickening, though, you know, yeah. when I think about that. It's really scary. Holy mackerel. Well, thank you, Andrea. Today was really fun. I enjoyed doing yeah, these shows with you and with the Red Pill family. Um, I appreciate you. I forgot I to put my you. I forgot my star background today. Damn. Oh darn it. We gotta start you know, I felt all alone here. <laughs> Even though somebody told I think it was Holly yesterday told me that it looked like the star behind my head looks like a crown. I saw that. It's like, yeah, that's right, I'm a princess. I'm, we're gonna have to start over with the right background. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, you're not doing school today. Oh, darn, I'm sure he's so upset. I'm just kidding. That's it. It's well, funny. I told him he's moving his desk today because Mama's got a lot of laundry to fold, and I was like, "So you're you're gonna you know move your desk to where I need to be?" <laughs> so, that'll be a good little change, I guess. Yeah, it's a good thing he's got a small desk and it has wheels on it. So nice. Yeah. Well, I got a, quite the day ahead of me and uh, want to get in touch with Josh here, see how everything's going, and uh, get our ducks in a row for the show tonight. Um, and also all the other life things in preparing yeah. and organizing. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate all of your continuous support. We actually just got one in right now. Patriotic Pisces with a couple diamonds. Thank you so much, Summer. You're yeah, the best. Thank you. Um, you you guys rock and thank you to all of our wonderful listeners you guys we can't do it without you once again so we love you and appreciate you and uh if you want to join our shenanigans um whether they're memes and frivolous or serious and newsworthy you could come to social red pill socialredpill.com free to join come check it out i'm there andrea's there all the people watching in the chat are there um Josh is there. You could send us messages and we could uh, come together. And, you know, we often find stuff on the social red pill that's worth sharing and we share it on here. So, Oh yeah. I no, gar- I pulled a couple things from the social red pill this morning to share I, with you guys. I have too. Because yeah. you guys do a great job of finding good uh, source material and things that I maybe wouldn't come across otherwise. So it's a group effort to stay informed it's a wonderful community we have here and I'm so thankful. Yep. Um, any last words for the wonderful people for today, for this morning? I don't just, you know, it's Thursday. So make sure you make it tomorrow. Cause tomorrow will be even funnier. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to tomorrow and the weekend. I can't wait. Today's going to be a good day too. So I uh, hope you all feel the same and have a great day. Thank you again, Andrea. Thanks, I can't friends. wait. We'll be back again tomorrow guys, 8 30 AM Pacific. See you there. But before that, 5.30 p.m. Pacific tonight, The Daily Dose. See you there first. So everybody, God bless. 
Take care. Godspeed. Bye, guys.